Welcome to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome, Ken and Cheryl here, and we're with Captain Scotty Smiley, author of Hope Unseen. Well, as we commemorate December 7th, the Day of Infamy, we have uh, a very special guest who is the U.S. Army's first blind active duty officer. Captain Scotty Smiley shares a very poignant story of the loss of his sight in a car bombing in Iraq and his journey to recovery and return to active duty. Stay with us to be inspired. To give you a little bit of background on Captain Smiley, uh, he is a West Point graduate, a ranger, and combat uh, diver qualified infantryman. He lost uh, the use of both of his eyes when a suicide car bomber blew, him, blew himself up at a 30 meters in front of Scotty's uh, striker vehicle in Iraq in 2005. Since that day, uh, Scotty has surfed in Hawaii, skied in Vail, skydived, climbed Mount Rainier, and has completed a triathlon. He graduated from Duke University with an MBA in that time as well. So he's been extremely busy. The Army Times named uh, Captain Smiley its Soldier of the Year in 2007. And in 2008, he, he won the uh, ESPY, I guess they pronounce it, as the world's best outdoor athlete. Scotty, a recipient of the Bronze Star and Purple Heart, recently taught the core course in leadership at West Point and now commands the Warrior Transition Unit at West Point's Keller Army Medical Center. Captain Smiley was recently named a recipient of the Army's prestigious MacArthur Leadership Award. Welcome, Scotty. No, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for uh, joining us uh, on this very important week in which we're honoring those who lost their lives in the attack on on Pearl Harbor, of course, so many years ago. And uh, initially, in the title of your book, Hope Unseen, it kind of suggests a reference to, to your blindness. But at a deeper level, it's really kind of redundant, for hope is, by definition, unseen. What does the title mean to you, Scotty? It just means uh, the hope that, that, that I've had uh, almost my whole life and, and unfortunately wavered in uh, after the incident, uh, but again was brought back just through prayer and just uh, the family and God's love, that I knew that I'm, I have to have that hope that God has a purpose for me on earth despite uh, what my disabilities may be. Uh, so again, it's, it's, it's that spiritual hope that we all should be uh, dwelling in and searching for. Scotty, we, uh, we've had um, over 100 guests now. We've had our show about two years, and uh, many of them, uh, like yourself, are really models of inspiration and uh, uh, many have, I shouldn't say many, uh, some have, uh, have lost uh, uh, either their sight or arms, legs, limbs, and uh, it's amazing how, like yourself, they, they talk about how uh, even though it happened and it was tragic, uh, you make something positive out of it. And in some cases, the last lady we had who was blind, said, you know, in many cases it was the best thing that ever happened to her because it caused her to realize uh, the wonderfulness of people and how uh, so many great things came to her and how she was helped to 
help now help others who are disability. Your thoughts on that? I think uh, many people ask me, you know, is there anything I'd change in my life, anything that I would have done differently, and whether that means my blindness or choices I've made. And I always come back with a response like, no, I I feel blessed uh, to be living the life that I'm living and and to just, one, be living. Uh, And I think, you know, blindness has opened my eyes in an an amazing way that I treat everyone the same. I, I look at everyone the same way. I don't prejudge people. Uh, and God's just given me that ability to better understand what my purpose on earth is for. And, and my blindness now long, no longer no longer defines me, but uh, it enables me to be the person I am today and, and to do the things that, I, that I'm doing today. That's an amazing um, perspective, Scotty. And, in fact, as I was uh, had the privilege to read through your um, book, Hope Unseen, this weekend, uh, I was really uh, moved by it. Is a tremendous story, and, and you do it in such an interesting way as you kind of uh, move between your family perspective and then your your uh, service commitment and so forth. And in just six years, you've gone from graduating West Point and serving into Iraq to serving now as an instructor at West Point, and and it's such a dramatically different career than your dream to you know be a CEO or be a Delta Force operator or four-star general. And so it sounds like you're saying that you really don't feel robbed of that dream but have created a new dream for yourself. You're right. And and I think uh, the most difficult part for me during this whole thing was was having uh, my life, in my by my feelings, totally stripped from me, having my life almost taken from me, that I know now knew that I was no longer going to be the same person, and many of my dreams had to be changed. And, and uh, beyond what I would have wanted to be, uh, uh, or the life that I would have wanted to live. Um, but once I was able to succumb and, and to understand that God still had a purpose for me and that uh, I could still be used in an amazing way, I was fine with it. And I think the life that I'm living to now, living now uh, is better than any life that I ever would have chosen uh, if, if uh, the injury had not been occurred. Scotty, I... Uh... As we mentioned to you, uh, our book, Job Search, The Total System, basically talks about being the best you can be, making the most of your talents, abilities, and skills. And much of it I derive from my Marine Corps boot camp. My experience, it, uh, I just was amazed that in a 12-week period of time, you can take guys that are from Newark, New Jersey, or San Diego, rich or poor, black or white, it really didn't matter, and, and just truly have them become leaders, and, and again, I'm speaking only in the Marine Corps, even though it applies to all the services, and it's just amazing what we can do once we put our uh, efforts behind something and truly look at our talents, skills, and abilities, and uh, and I just uh, want to thank you for your service, and, uh, and to all of our veterans and active military who are listening, Scotty, we have a number of uh, uh, military who we're talking to all the time, and we volunteer and try hard to help them as much as we can. So uh, uh, any thoughts you have relative to our listeners in terms of uh, any message you might share with them? Yeah, no, thanks, Ken. Uh, I think you're right. There are a lot of uh, things that I learned once I joined the military, whether it's in Beast Barracks or even in the basic course in learning how to be socialized into the, an organization. And one of the awesome things that I learned in the Army was the seven Army values of the loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. And just those values, once they were taught to me, but once I began to live them and understand what 
it meant to lead and to to follow others and to to try to continue to better yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually, uh, I began to really understand what my purpose in life was was for and how I could better give back uh, to help my country and to to fight for the freedoms that we're living by. And um, so again, I, I totally agree with you that. The Army, the Marines, and the Navy, Air Force, we all have a, a great purpose. And, you know, once you really are inculcated into that system, you, it gives you a better ability to understand what what purpose God has for you on this earth. And, Scotty, you come from a large family. I do as well. I have uh, uh, nine brothers and sisters, so I can kind of relate to your uh, having wow. a bunch of siblings <laughs> around and, and growing up in that support system. but. What led you to choose uh, a military career and to go to West Point? Well, I think, uh, you know, I knew growing up, growing up, uh, you know, part of success in here in America is an education. And I pushed myself uh, in academics, physically and, and, and mentally, uh, but knew if I wanted to be someone big, wanted to be, a, you know, a successful businessman, um, I had to get an education. I had to further that education uh, in, in college and even possibly getting a master's. And so as I applied to different schools around the country, uh, I knew that I wanted to go to one of the best schools. I told my football coach and wrestling coaches I didn't want, to, I didn't want any uh, lesser schools than, than the top-notch Ivy League academy schools, and they looked at me like I was crazy. Um, but I, I, had a, I had a goal at a very young age that I wanted to go to one of the best schools. And uh, in my opinion, the United States Military Academy is the best school, uh, not only in the United States but the world, that – it gives you an ama- amazing leadership perspective in, in both the academic, military, and, and physical realm. Uh, and be- because of that, uh, that was the one that I chose to go to. And uh, again, being a country at peace in 1998 when I was choosing, and obviously 99 when I went to the academy, uh, it, it, the Army really didn't mean that much to me. But once September 11th and Obviously, we went into Iraq before I graduated. It began to definitely grow on me, and I understand and began to understand the importance of the Army and the military and what it gives uh, us in this country. Very interesting. Well, and this is a real special week to be thinking about those those values, Scotty. What what does December 7th and and just looking back in history of the the first attack on our country, what, what does that mean to you? Again, it 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 re, re, you, re, it recalls uh, you know why why we're the country that we are that we had to fight for the freedoms that we have uh, not only in 1776 when we began this country and in the Civil War and and the, and the wars after um, but we have to realize that the the freedoms that we have are not free and and as other countries try to thwart us from the democracy and, and the the freedoms that we have, uh, we have to stand up. We have to fight for these freedoms. Uh, and you know, December seventh uh, is is not, again another reminder that we had to stand up and we had to fight back. That the freedoms that we have are not free. And it is interesting, you know, what you say about West Point. We we had uh, the privilege of having Curtis Carver on our program uh, about a year ago, and he of course. Uh, was very uh, much a part of the leadership uh, program there and helping to develop it and shape it. And, and I was just so impressed with the um, the quality and the standards that are set at West Point. And, of course, so many of our greatest leaders in um, um, business and, and finance and, and industry come from the military uh, and have those backgrounds. So not only do we... Um, 
uh, feel proud of the service uh, in protecting our country, but also the the ongoing uh, contribution that our veterans make as they go into civilian life and work is is just uh, immeasurable. It's as you're right, and everything that I learned at the academy, whether it be the time management, if it's waking up a little earlier than I wanted to, almost every morning, uh, being accounted for in formation, and then you know as you grew understanding that accounting for people and time management, uh, financial management, uh, utilizing logistics in a proper manner are all things that the academy and I know the military teaches uh, you. And, and those those realms and those operations are everything that, that the business world uses and, and the finite ability that the Army and the military teaches soldiers on a daily basis gives people the ability to succeed in the civilian world and gives them, uh, you know, I want to say a step above uh, possibly their peers who, who don't necessarily have that experience. Well, we have just a, we just have a minute here um, before the break. Uh, Scotty, just give us a real brief um, backdrop for our next segment about your accident. Um, I was injured in uh, April, on April 5th, uh, on April 6th of 2005, uh, and facing that suicide car bomber, um, I, I didn't really know what or how that, that would actually change my life. Well, we're going to learn more when we return from break, so stay with us to be uh, inspired by an incredible story of uh, recovery. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Are you unhappy with your life? Looking to get unstuck from your rut? Are your fears of happiness, love, and success holding you back? You deserve a second chance. 
Tune in to Second Chances with Susan Armstrong. Each show will help you find your inner success. Whether it's financial success, relationship success, or the happiness and freedom in your personal life. You'll hear from Susan and some of the most influential guests who are talking the talk and walking that walk. Second Chances airs live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Captain Scotty Smiley, and we're talking about his book, Hope Unseen. And uh, Scotty, uh, we'd love to hear a little bit about what it was like uh, in Iraq. You, you described the mission really as being one of winning the hearts and minds of the people. Why was that an important mission to you? I think it was, a, it was definitely an important mission uh, because that was part of uh, our means of success was once we won those hearts and minds, and not only like figuratively, but literally, uh, we were able to give the country back to the, to the Iraqi people in, in which we're doing now uh, and, and doing quite successfully. Uh, and so understanding and allowing them to uh, grasp that we are helping out, we're rebuilding and help uh, their government uh, uh, be more, uh, to, to do things in an amazing way, uh, was part of our means of success. And e- almost every day we would help soldier, or, you know, help the people uh, redistribute uh, gasoline or redistribute electricity. Uh, I remember going into schools and, and helping rebuild them uh, as holes were in the roof, children Two to three children were sitting in one chair, tiny chair, uh, and just kind of seeing the poverty of some of the people, we realized that, you know, we can do so much to help and we can help out in an amazing way. And that's basically what we were doing on a, on a daily basis. We're helping rebuild the government and rebuilding um, a lot of the infrastructure. Scotty, uh, Tiffany, your wife, was obviously a huge part of um, this whole experience. Uh, Share with us uh, Tiffany and how wonderful she is and uh, a little bit about her, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, my wife, Tiffany, is the most amazing woman in the world. Um, she, I met her in junior high. Uh, we're from Pasco, Washington. She was born and raised, and I, I moved there at the end of my fifth grade year. Uh, but you know, just being an amazing woman, I, she was definitely someone I had my eye on uh, probably since the day I saw her. Uh, but we were I was fortunate to be able to start dating her my senior year, and uh, it was hard leaving her uh, to go to college at the military academy, but uh, she stood strong, and, and uh, we were part of the 2% club. Uh, and 2% of the students that joined the academy end uh, with, the same, uh, with the same person that they, they entered the academy with, and hence only because it's only 2% of them, uh, I, I can be a part of, part of that club. Uh, and marrying her on December 20th of 2003 uh, was awesome, and one of the best days of my life. Uh, and, and as we saw that relationship grow, uh, she and I knew that being a part of the military would be difficult as, as we, I had to say goodbye to her three weeks after we got married so I could attend ranger school. Uh, and, you know, just being newly married and saying goodbye to your wife for two months, it wasn't fun. Uh, but she stood by me, and 
uh, through prayer and, and, and growing closer to God, we, our relationship grew closer together. And again, being deployed on October of 2004, uh, only have been married almost six months, a little over six months, uh, was hard, was, was very difficult. Uh, and doing that, I, I knew that we had to put God first in our lives, uh, and, and that's what she did. And on a daily basis, uh, I would write her either an email or write her a letter, and she would write me. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get as many letters as I wrote, though. Um, but <laughs> she definitely stood strong through prayer and, and, and uh, uh, just making relationships with, with my uh, compadres, wives. Uh, and so there's that, that emotional connection that she had with, uh, with me uh, wasn't amazing and, and, and definitely kept my spirits up while I was deployed. Well, that, that love really comes through in the book, too, as well. Uh, Scotty is just intertwining that story of uh, Tiffany and family and so forth. It was just makes it very, very real as you read through it. And of course, everyone admires the sacrifice and service of, of our military uh, servicemen and ladies, of course. But throughout your book, as, as we hear about that constant, you know, top of mind uh, concern and, and love for the family, you realize that the families are sharing and making a sacrifice as well. Um, just share with us a little bit what that means to, to those who are serving, to know that their families are making that sacrifice. Oh, families are definitely making the sacrifice. I know uh, just, you know, and I, 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 it's sad to say, but I, I don't even need to talk about when a soldier's not deployed, the amount of training that they continually have to do. Uh, and like the example I gave, going to ranger school, training out in the field, you have no communication with them that they're now in charge of the home. They they have to cook, feed, uh, go to the grocery store, take care of the car if it breaks down. Uh, just that that inability to communicate doesn't give the spouse or the family to be able to rely on you. Uh, and even more so when I was deployed, that you know my wife had to survive on her own and, and do things by herself. And I get quick snippets of it through an email or a phone conversation. Uh, and the only thing I could do is give short amounts of advice because I knew I'd have to go back to the field or go out to the city again. Um, so that sacrifice that the family gives is hard, and it's it's definitely difficult. And I know my wife struggled. I remember one instance, um, it was our wedding anniversary, December 20th, our first anniversary, and uh, I unfortunately couldn't give her a call because I was out in the city that day, but on the 21st, uh, the day after our anniversary, I knew it was still the 20th in Washington State. So I did luck out in being able to call her on our wedding anniversary, and I told her I was going to lunch. Uh, and that day, um, we were hit by a Missoula mess hall. The Missoula was hit by the mess hall bomber, uh, and he killed my company commander and uh, 20 other soldiers. And my wife, when she got up the next morning, uh, the last thing she remembered me saying was uh, I was going to lunch. And all over the news, it said the Missoula mess hall was bombed at lunch. Uh, so just the heartache that she went through just that day, not knowing if I was killed or if I was injured, was hard. And, and it's definitely mentally, physically, and, and definitely spiritually draining. And so that support um, that she's able to get from the military at home and fellow uh, family and friends is huge, and it is important. But family members do go through a stressful and, and very hard time uh, supporting their spouse and, and supporting uh, loved ones overseas. And, Scotty, once again, that is what I mentioned earlier, is um, <clears throat> one of the things that we and many others are doing to uh, to help uh, not just the military but uh, families. And uh, as you 
mentioned so adroitly, um, so many of them are are literally doing all they can possibly, and, and many of them are living in very difficult conditions. Many are living below the poverty level, and it's oftentimes very difficult for them. So for all of our listeners and our active military and our um, reserves, uh, we're here for you. We're doing all we can to help you, and uh, anybody who has a need uh, who's listening right now, please give us a call, and we'll do all we can to help you. Scotty, you described the life in Iraq as, as very primitive, and, of course, we see a lot of that on the news. But what's it like to patrol in the streets? Uh, it's interesting. It's definitely different than uh, going for a walk uh, through New York City or uh, anywhere else. Uh, it's interesting. You have to understand the culture, understand the, the social norms, the economic norms. I, I looked uh, far and wide for a grocery store but never found them. All I found were markets. Um, but it's interesting, uh, just the, the social mannerisms in which or how they communicate to each other, uh, the difference between uh, males and females. Uh, it, it's, it's different than how we here in America act or, or the Western uh, communities uh, regard or, or, or act, whether it's socially or economically. Um, but it, it, it was interesting. Sometimes it was fun, uh, just depending on what we, what we saw each and every day. Uh, but again, our our focus was to help the to to help the Iraqi people. So, always our intent was to, uh, you know, as we go out for a mission, we we would have that on the forefront of our mind, and uh, you know, always assist, uh, and understanding that people have different opinions on what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but again, it, it was a, it was a it was very gratifying to know that we were helping people uh, financially, economically, socially. Uh, to better their lives and to help them in, in every manner possible. Uh, I thought it was really interesting, the analogy that, that you use of Narnia. Uh, of course, very popular now with the movies uh, coming out, but you describe going to Iraq like a walk through the wardrobe. Uh, give, a, give a sense of, um, you know, your first your, the impact of just going into such a different kind of environment. Oh, it, again, it, it was so different. I mean, Humans interact the same way almost all around the world, um, but it was a different reality. You know, you you come from, you fly from America, and then all of a sudden you're in a different location. Uh, and un- unfortunately, like Narnia, you don't know what's threatening. You don't know if uh, a half fawn, half human is threatening a good guy or bad guy. And unfortunately, the same thing was in Iraq. You didn't know if someone was a good guy or a bad guy. You didn't know if if they had ill intentions or, or good intentions. And uh, just depending on who you talk to, you had to be cognizant of what information you shared and, and what you didn't. Um, but always understanding that you were there for a purpose, and there was a greater good, and there was a greater calling. That's what really struck me about your description of uh, right before the blast and how you, you know, were targeted. You you had your eyes and 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 evaluating. You know, is this the enemy, or is this just someone who's who's you know needs help driving through town and and just. Uh, in the last minute here, uh, Scott, what was that like in those just those few moments when you were ascertaining whether this was someone to uh, to shoot down or or let go? It was it was almost a surreal moment. You know, you, again, you don't know if someone's bad. Given the rules of engagement, you can't just shoot whomever you wish because in the end, we would be held accountable. Uh, and so, you know, as the man faced me and raised his hands up in the air. Uh, there was a thought in my mind that he may be good, he may be bad, but 
after I fired those two shots and my world went black, I realized that he had ill intentions and that my life would forever be different. Well, when we get back from great break, we'll talk about how Scotty recovered from that incredible blast in Iraq. Stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Kenneth Cheryl here with Captain Scotty Smiley, and we're talking about hope unseen. And when you woke up in that hospital, Scotty, you felt like an entirely different person. 
share the despair and, and really the self-loathing that you felt initially? It was hard uh, waking up in Walter Reed uh, almost two weeks later. Um, you know, my mind, half of it still in Iraq, half of it in America, half of it knowing that my life has changed, half of it not wanting it to have been changed was hard, was difficult. Um, it was, it, you know, I, I described many times it was like a black world, uh, you know, not only f- physically black that, you know, I couldn't see anything, but, you know, emotionally and spiritually that, you know, I began to not believe in God. I was an angry man towards my wife, my family, uh, and just, again, having your life totally change in a split second was difficult, and it was definitely stressful, um, and, you know, dealing with that was hard, uh, but it, it was a process that I had to go through, and then, again, part of the grieving process. And and you really had a huge family, as we mentioned earlier, and many friends that were coming in a steady stream, encouraging you uh, in those early days, even, even before you got to the hospital. Um, uh, you tell in the book how your sister just happened to be in Germany, so she was there for you and was able to take that uh, that airplane ride. You weren't cognizant at that point, but there she was with you, uh, protecting you, as it were. And um, and still you had the, that sense of, of huge loss. And yet there was a visit by a little boy who gave you a spark of hope. Tell about that uh, that story. Yeah, um, my family and just support my wife, Tiffany, by my bedside every day, my sister flying flying across the world, halfway across the world from Germany to to. Washington, D.C. with me. Again, just amazing support. Uh, and you mentioned Andrew Harris. Uh, it, was a, it was a student that I taught Sunday school uh, my junior year, uh, second grade. Um, you know, someone I never thought that I had made an impact on. I, I'm, I'm sure I attempted as a cadet trying to act cool. Um, but someone I never really knew that, that I had that positive impact on uh, wanted to come visit me one, one afternoon uh, in, in Walter Reed. And I had told People like Gary Sinise, Gary Sinise, Toby Keith, certain generals, uh, I didn't want to see them. Uh, but when my wife said that Andrew Harris wanted to come and see me, um, I immediately knew who he was and, and just couldn't imagine that, that he came from West Point all the way down to D.C. to come and see me. Uh, and again, that, that just gave me inspiration that, to understand that I still can be a positive influence on, whether it be children or my peers or, or or those around me, and, and again, it was part of that recovery process that I knew that I could still be a positive impact, uh, you know, around the world. Scotty, uh, one of the things that uh, is really extraordinary is uh, the fact that you're the uh, first blind active duty officer in the Army. That's quite an achievement. Uh, share <laughs> that with us and how it came about. Um, you know, I. I there's a lot of things that people want to be. I, I'm not sure many people are choosing what I've done as the first uh, as the first thing that they would like to do. Um, but being blinded, uh, you know, I was very seriously injured. And, and one of the things that the Army does is uh, you have to go to the medical evalu- evaluation board, and it's a process that they ensure that you are fit for duty. And uh, for me, they found me 100% disabled and unfit for duty. Uh, but I was able to choose to continue on active duty because I was still physically and mentally uh, able to do many jobs in, in the Army. And being able to make that choice, I was able to, to continue to serve and to continue to give back. And whether it was serving for Lieutenant General Van Antwerp in a Sessions Command or teaching to the Academy or even being a company commander now uh, gave me the ability 
uh, to give back. And part of the one of these seven Army values, sev- selfless service, that's something that I want to continue to do is to give back to my country and to continue to, to support and defend the Constitution. So is it fair to say, that, and I'm speaking from a military background, is it fair to say that you're back on track as far as your Army career is concerned? Um, pretty well. Um, I know I have to uh, attend uh, one of the mandatory military training centers uh, that I'll be doing here in a few months. And right. uh, pretty much once I get that under my belt, uh, I'll, I'll be on track with, with all my peers. Wow, that's awesome. Well, maybe you'll get those four stars after all. Uh, I'm just looking on one more rank. Uh, <laughs> you, just look at, you focus on one more rank, and as long as you keep on track, you, you, you should be good. That's right. That's right. Wow. But, uh, and, and, Scotty, I'm trying to remember. I recently came across this, and, and maybe you've heard of it, but it, it, a Marine Corps officer was also uh, severely wounded recently, and he is also uh, uh, back on active duty. Are you aware of that? Um, I'm not sure who it is or what the circumstances were, but I thought maybe you've heard of it. I'm not sure. There's a lot of soldiers uh, now that who have been very seriously injured that are able to continue on active duty. And again, a lot of the policy that the military has made under the last few, several years, or after the after the last few years, has been amazing. That they understand that, uh, you know, it's an investment that the, the the people of America have made into these soldiers. That you know, it, it's it's not worth their while to tell some sol- uh, tell a soldier who's may not be fit in one area that they cannot continue to serve if they're fully capable in, in many other areas. So a lot of soldiers, uh, Marines, Navy, Air Force, and Army can continue to serve even though they have been seriously injured. And exactly. I think that's just an awesome and that, opportunity. And, and, and one of the wonderful things that's happened recently, of course, is that uh, the uh, service people uh, have uh, finally been recognized as well as uh, given some money to go to school or uh, continue and other types of endeavors, and uh, that that has certainly been uh, a, a move forward as far as our country is concerned. Would you agree? Uh, d- d- the 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 government has definitely re- is definitely recognizing the sacrifices that soldiers are giving on a daily basis, and I think again it's it, it's moving in the right direction. That you know the freedoms that we have are not free, and to to give uh, to soldiers who have given so much and and give on a daily basis, and the families. Uh, you know, to give them back something is awesome, and and I think uh, that's part of all of our duties is to give back to our country and to give and support, whether it be your city, your town, your state, or even the federal government, is something awesome that uh, I think we all should be in, more involved in. And just to pick up on uh, the holiday season, uh, one of the things that Cheryl and I believe so strongly in is doing all we can to help them, but especially during the holiday season, reaching out and, uh, you know, recognizing our military it's in airports. It's wonderful to, uh, you know, see people applaud when they walk, uh, you know, through the terminal. Uh, I was recently on a plane. I had a chance to talk to the pilot about my Marine Corps background, and she made a point of uh, mentioning that to the, to the, you know, people on the plane and who applauded. So I think it's wonderful that that kind of thing is going on around our country. Well, I I do too, and I think again it's that support and recognizing uh, soldiers and and not only soldiers but but people who work for our government and people who continue to give back and support uh, the lifestyle that that we that we live, uh, the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedoms that we have. That it, again, it's it's given by uh, people who give back and who protect our constitution. 
Well, you know, um, it was really interesting that uh, you were approached. It wasn't a, it wasn't an easy battle for you to remain on active duty. Um, in the book, you mentioned <clears throat> how uh, Tiffany was approached even before you were conscious um, about signing retirement papers. So it was a battle uh, for you in that first year, wasn't it? It was. I mean, again, there's. I, I don't see anything wrong with how the military does it. Um, it's just a, it's a process that, that they have to abide by, that if a soldier is unfit for duty, they have to go through that medical evaluation. Uh, and, and for me, being you know, recently brought back to America, still trying to deal with my own change in, in life, uh, my wife, Tiffany, was asked to, to sign paperwork to begin that medical uh, process. And in her mind, and I thank her every day for it, is she said, you know, these are paperwork, this is paperwork that Scotty should sign when he is fully recovered and fully able to consciously understand what's going on. He should be the one to sign it. And uh, fortunately, that's what she did. And I know the doctors or the, the, the social workers and, and civilian and military that continually ask her and, and unfortunately got a bit upset with her, um, were doing their job. Uh, and I think for her, she knew what I would probably want and what would be best for not only myself but the family and, and I think this country that you know we should support soldiers who want to give back and, and who want to still serve. And I think you know the decisions that she made to do that were amazing and definitely admirable. Well, she certainly was your advocate and, and had the courage to uh, to stand up to that process. And, of course, you, you describe in the book how, what a strong personality that she is. So I'm sure you're real grateful for that now. Oh, so grateful. And I, I probably understated even in the book just her love and just uh, for me and, and for the family. And, and, to you know, that love comes out in so many ways that she will stand by what she believes in, as as difficult as it may be or as you know, misunderstanding as others have uh, towards her or myself, that she will stand behind the truth and she will stand up for what she believes in. And, again, I thank her every day for it. And love her well, what comes more. through to me, Scotty, throughout the book is, is how many heroes there really are in this story. It, it's not just about you uh, or t- even just Tiffany, but there was really a whole army, if you will, of oh, supporters around you who uh, are heroes and heroines in this whole story, aren't there? There is. I mean, in, in all, anyone, anyone from Andrew Harris, uh, was, I believe was like 12 years old, coming into the room, to uh, Lieutenant General Van Antwerp, uh, who assisted me in, in staying after duty, and, and, um, and everyone in between, that, that it was people praying uh, by their bedside for my health, for my, you know, that I wouldn't die. Uh, the fact that I'm able to stay on active duty, everything that, that I described, that there's just a huge amount of people uh, that have had a part in my life. And I think, you know, it even expands larger to how many people help this country have the freedoms that it has today. And I think that bigger picture is, you know, I, I give a, a, a small glimpse of that picture uh, in my story and in, in, in what I describe. Absolutely. Well, we have uh, um, more lessons that we're going to learn in, in the last segment, um, but any any thought that you want to share about that hospital stay in just our last minute here? The hospital stay, I mean, it was hard, um, but I knew, you know, we all go through trials and tribulations, and, and the story that I tell is a small glimpse in what I had to go through, and I just encourage people to continue to support soldiers, who, soldiers and others who have been injured or going through tough times that, uh, as difficult as they may, may be, you have to understand that you have a purpose, and, and God God has that for you, and it's just a matter of finding it. 
Well, when we get back, we're going to learn more about overcoming losses and succeeding in the face of crises, so don't go away. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Michelle Kors, Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are listening to total career success with ken and cheryl dawson do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Kenneth Cheryl here with Captain Scotty Smiley. And we've heard an incredible story um, capsulized in, in, in his book, Hope Unseen. And, uh, Scotty, you, you just share so much and give so much of the credit to those uh, who surrounded you in this process. But... If you had to just say in a nutshell what the secret of overcoming your loss was, how would you describe that? I think, you know, overcoming my loss, you know, part of it was just uh, a better understanding or an understanding of, of what my purpose on earth was for. And uh, for me, being raised a Christian, is I knew that my purpose on earth was was to give God the glory and to praise God. And once I realized that I could do that, uh, sighted or unsighted or 
despite what disabilities I had, it, it gave me a realization that I could do, you know, in essence, all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, um, you know, part of that process was forgiveness. And I had to, you know, forgive the man who blew himself up. I also had to forgive myself. I I basically put myself in that situation, chose to go to the academy, chose to go infantry, chose to go to the unit I went in, and obviously chose to be in the position. Uh, but I think most importantly, I had to ask God for forgiveness that, you know, the, the anger, the resentment and anxiety and, and just denial of God, I had to ask for him uh, forgiveness. And once I did that, it gave me a realization that I could still be used by him and give back to my country and give back to the people that I love so much. Scotty, my uh, younger brother was a um, Army veteran, served in Vietnam, and uh, uh, was shot up twice and uh, had a severe case, still has a severe case of what we used to call post-Vietnam syndrome, which is now called PTSD. Um, have you experienced any PTSD symptoms? And uh, if not, or if so, uh, share your thoughts on that with our listeners, please. Yeah, I think everyone in life uh, deals with, with some form of, of PTSD. And I know for myself, uh, I, I definitely went through it. Uh, being in Walter Reed, still thinking that I am in Iraq. I know I said some uh, off-the-wall comments to my wife and family members, just, again, not knowing where I was. Uh, but there was a fear uh, to go outside, to not have protection, not have body armor, to have a gun, or um, afraid of cars, afraid of uh, improvised explosive devices. And I think it's a fear that, that a lot of deployed people go through and, and just people in in the civilian world, that you know, family life, social situations that you've been in, um, they're always in your memory, and they're always you, you're always brought back to them, whether it be a, a stressful situation or a recall of, of whatever had occurred. Uh, and for me, it, it was difficult, um, but it was my rela- relationship with God that helped me survive and understand that I was in an amazing country, that, that people weren't necessarily out to harm me, uh, and I had to trust in other people. I had to understand that I wasn't in this world alone, on uh, that the situations that I were in Iraq were different than the world that I was living in today. Uh, but again, I think a lot of people deal with it, um, and the Army is providing a lot of sources uh, for assistance and, and providing that care. Scotty, another uh, critical part of uh, so many things that have happened is, uh, um, <clears throat> and, and I'll just share a recent uh, story, um, and I don't have all the uh, details, but a wonderful German shepherd was uh, part of uh, our troops overseas, and his master was killed, and the dog actually... Uh, uh, was uh, suffering personally from PTSD, and believe it or not, was considered unfit for duty. And the parents of the uh, Army soldier that was killed uh, arranged to have him brought over and is now bringing him back. Uh, uh, I don't know if you uh, now have or uh, want to share anything about uh, your uh, dogs, but they're they're just so wonderful, and they've contributed so much. Your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's so many forms of, of and means that people have gone through trials and, and, and been able to overcome, uh, whether it be with friends, family, or, or even uh, dogs. And I know for me, having a dog by my side, you know, recently, uh, you know, six months after I'd been blinded, was part of that recovery process. And for me, it, it did help to have an animal that I was able to care for and able to assist in that recovery process. And uh, I think everyone has a different means to 
to assist them, and it's just a matter of finding it uh, that allows the recovery process to go that much faster and that much smoother. And service dogs are just so wonderful and so important to uh, uh, so many of our active military and veterans. And uh, for those that uh, love animals, uh, please do all you can to support that. Will you tell a wonderful story about your little puppy, uh, Scotty Ocean, I guess you called him, <laughs> and how he got you home one night in the rain. You want to tell that story? Oh yeah, it was. It's um, it's funny to say now. I'm sure at the time it wasn't. It wasn't as funny as as uh, I say it. Um, but you know, I was I was going through stressful times, uh, not able to sleep at night, uh, waking up two three hours every night, uh, just just zoning, uh, memories coming back to me, decisions that I had made, and. Uh, having a new puppy uh, and knowing that he, you know, anytime she wanted to go for a walk, I, she'd take me. And I decided to go around the block at, at Fort Lewis. And, you know, being blind, um, I didn't think it was going to be that difficult. Um, and, you know, it's just a, basically a rectangle. And I lived on the corner, so I knew, if, you know, the third, cor- the fourth corner that I got to, that's home. And um, I I was kind of pulled astray by my dog off the off the sidewalk and, ended up being lost and it started raining in Fort Lewis, Washington and just totally disorganized, didn't have a clue where I was, being two, three o'clock in the morning, uh, didn't know what I was gonna do and as stress began to come back to my life and unsure of where I was gonna where I was and what I was doing, you know, it, it was hard. It was hard to deal with and I'm sure I said several prayers but, you know, all I really had was my stick, which obviously that wasn't gonna help me and my dog and I told Ocean, hey, go find home, go find home. And uh, she just started pulling super hard on the cord, and I just went with her, didn't have a clue where I was going, what streets or sidewalks or yards I was going through, but came up to, uh, to up to a random house. And the last thing I wanted to do was walk into a stranger's house, so I started feeling around and felt a car. It kind of felt my, my car, but, of course, there's a lot of people that had Tahoes, um, but then found a sign that we had outside our house, and it was like, Praise the Lord. Thank you, Ocean. And found home and got in bed and, you know, ended up being a really hilarious story in the morning to my wife. Well, I'm sure wasn't happy that I went for a walk. but In the middle of the night. That's a great story. Well, you know, I can't believe our hour has gone. This has been such an informative and inspiring uh, hour for, for us as well as our listeners. Uh, Scotty, how, tell us how we can get a hold of your book for those that might be interested. Um, you can uh, go to Barnes & Noble. Uh, it's on uh, Borders, uh, Amazon.com. Uh, there's a lot of places you can order it. And, again, it's just a, uh, a glimpse perspective of life and the trials that I've been through that, that I know a lot of other people have had. And I think you're just understanding that each and every one of us are here on, on this earth for one reason, and it's just a matter of finding that and, and just giving God the glory each and every day that I, that I push people to do. Well, we thank you uh, for your service. We thank all of our veterans for the service and the sacrifice they made, as well as their families. Thank you for joining us for the show today. We have another great show for you next week. Thanks again, Scotty. Of course. Thank you. Scotty, God bless you, and God bless America. Thanks, Ken. God bless. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.